Hi, I'm Kristen Sisko. I'm an immigration associate at Minor and Landis. I'm joined today by my colleague, Lynn Walker, for our lightning round Q&A. We received some really good questions over the past week about the third round of the H-1B lottery selection for the financial year 2022 and the filing process. These selections happened on November 20th, so it's a good time to answer some questions about some of the fundamentals about the H-1Bs. As a reminder, if we did not get to your question today and you're looking for a more immediate answer, please give us a call to schedule a consultation. So Lynn, to get us started, it seems that a lot of people are asking about the filing window for the H-1B cap petitions. So what is the filing window for the H-1B cap petition selected in the third round of the lottery? Thank you, Kristen. That's a really important question because USCIS has established a very specific filing window. And I want to make sure I get these dates right. So I'm going to refer to the H-1B selection notice, which is one of the most important documents for filing your H-1B cap cases. The selection notices give you a host of instructions. And one of them states that the H-1B cap petitions for the third round must be filed between November 22nd, 2021 and February 23rd, 2022. So it's really important. You have to file your petitions within those dates. If you file your petitions outside of those dates, they will be rejected and or denied. On a related note, where should these petitions be filed? So Kristen, I'm gonna read you a question that we got from one of our viewers. So her statement is, um, our viewer states that her H-1B registration was filed under the master's cap, but she noticed that the registration was picked for the regular H-1B cap. She asks, where should I file my H-1B petition? So that's a good question. And it's confusing a lot of people. It's really important to use the filing information on the registration notice. So as the sample notice on the screen shows, the proper filing address will be determined by the cap category that the H-1B registration was selected under. In this case, for the example that we have, the registration was selected under the regular cap and USCIS has directed that the petition be filed at the Nebraska Service Center. So even if the H-1B registration was filed under the master's cap, since it was selected under the regular cap, it needs to be filed according to the USCIS directions for regular cap cases. So keep in mind the H-1B registration selection notice also determines how the form should be completed. For example, if the registration was filed under the master's cap, but was selected under the regular cap, such as this, this hypothetical here, the beneficiary would only need to meet the requirements for the regular cap and the form should be completed accordingly. Lynn, one of the most important questions we were also asked was what should be the start date for the labor condition application or the LCA for these third round lottery picks? Right, that's a really, really important question. And I'd like to remind our viewers that last year, the American Immigration Council, along with Minor and Landis and several other immigration law firms successfully sued USCIS on this very issue because the agency erroneously denied and, and or rejected our H-1B petition filings for having a start date after October 1st. 
we're going to put the link to the case, which is called Acquia Inc. et al. versus USCIS. So if you want to read more about the, the case or get additional information, you will be able to find a summary, which is a fantastic summary, at the American Immigration Council's website. But to return to the question, USCIS has given more definitive instructions this year, we believe most likely based on this lawsuit. So in order to give you the most accurate information, I want to read you some excerpts from the USCIS website that provide definitive instructions on the start date for the LCA. USCIS states, a start date of October 1st or later and six months or less from the receipt date of the petition must be listed on the I-129 petition or the petition will be rejected or denied. These petitions should have a corresponding LCA with validity dates that are valid through the start and end dates requested on the form I-129. So to put that into simple English, for these H-1B petitions, you can request a start date of October 1st or later, so long as two conditions are met. The start date is not more than six months from the receipt date of the petition, and the LCA has a start date and end date that corresponds to the exact same start date and end date on the I-129 petition. So an example, if you file this um, petition on December 1st, you cannot have a start date that is more than six months from December 1st. So Kristen, for our final question, our viewers are asking if we have any helpful tips to offer them in order to organize, prepare, and file these H-1B petitions. And we've done a number of these in all three of the rounds. So can you offer our viewers any helpful hints? Yes, absolutely. So there is a lot to remember with the H-1B petitions, particularly the ones selected in the lottery. So we've compiled a few tips here that I'm going to read out to you. So the first tip we have is to always include the registration notice and follow its instructions for completing the petition and filing it in the proper USCIS service center. The second tip we have is to make sure you file the petition with the current edition of the required USCIS forms. Third, make sure you file with the proper filing check. Fourth, make sure the petition bears an original wet or ink signature. We can file with copies of the wet ink signature, but they must be the original and not electronically generated, such as a PDF stamp of your signature or a PDF generated electronic signature. Fifth, make sure the LCA corresponds to and supports the H-1B petition. Finally, make sure to include a duplicate copy of the filing for the Petition Information Management Service, or PIMS, at the Kentucky Consular Center, or KCC. So that's all we have time for today. But remember that all personal information is always kept confidential at Minor and Landis, so the identity and personal details of those asking questions are never disclosed. 
Also, don't forget to message us on LinkedIn any questions you would like us to answer next time. And don't forget to follow Minor and Landis for frequent updates on new rules and policies in immigration law. Disclaimer. The information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. Further, listening to this HR tip in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Minor and Landis LLP. Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.